Welcome back to the Backwall Podcast. We thank you for joining us once again. Episode 10, myself, Luke Hamilton, Nick Urbez, Ivan Smith, and John Shotgun Bose. Hasta la vista, baby. A below 500 week, a two and three week for these bombers. It wasn't the best, but as we knock one more week down on the schedule, we're inching closer to postseason, guys. Um, we had some notable performances, but what do you think about the Bombers overall? Uh, specifically, once again, losing a game on the road in Acadia. Uh, it's a, it was a tough week on the road, once again. Um, other than one standout performance, uh, there's still a lot to be improved on on the road. They just look a lot more comfortable at home. It's, it's not just like one area of the game that's really that takes a hit. It's just everything kind of like feels like it's not running like tip-top shape right well here's the problem is this team is used to trending upward as far as when they grab their wins they grab them in bunches and when it comes to playoffs if you can find a way to grab wins in bunches there's four games max in the postseason if you can find a way to get on a winning stretch then you're you're in you've got yourself a championship at the most likely but it's one of those situations where there's a lot of room um to grow in the last four games i feel like uh, with Victoria and Texarkana being on the schedule, but um, at the same time, there's no room for error once you hit postseason. But we did have some standout performances despite that this week. Our GATX Player of the Week, Position Player of the Week, Kyle uh, Bergeron. Uh, Ivan, go ahead and talk about this guy's performance. He's now leading the team in a certain category that um, has been led by a couple of other guys uh, all season. Yeah, Kyle Bergeron, outstanding week. Uh, a couple of other guys did well, uh, good as well, but Bergeron stood out. He drove in six runs on the week, scoring four times himself. Uh, knocked two balls out of the park. Well, it's those back-to-back uh, home runs that you mentioned. He's finally put. He's been put in the two spot here as as of late. And again, those home runs coming on uh, on the road and, and one at home um, in a hitter's ballpark in Victoria, which is you know we see most of our home runs hit there. Brian Schellenbarger's got one there. Kim Haller has, um, I believe, both of his home runs. Yeah, Victoria. Uh, Victoria. Both on each side now. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good week um, for a couple of guys. Uh, we had, some, even though we didn't have the best record, I think it's still a productive record. We had some bullpen arms get back in the groove. Uh, we had guys like Jordan Yates have a really good week. He was almost the player of the week. I believe he batted around 400, um, knocked in a couple of runs. Yeah, those, those middle guys in the lineup are really starting to pick things up right towards the end of the season, which is what you love to see. Uh, three guys batting 400 in the week. Uh, and then one batting 375. So, and those guys are usually three, four, five hole in the order, with Yates probably moving up this week. But uh, some solid performance out of Bergeron, Yates, Kemp, as always, getting on base, and then uh, uptick in production from uh, Logan Sartori. So that's always good to have guys in the middle of the order start to heat up right around playoff time. Right, and I mean, Chase Kemp, he's quietly always in the conversation for Player of the Week. Uh, one of those three that you mentioned with Jordan Yates and Bergeron, I think 400 on the week. But Kyle Bergeron, our GATX position Player of the Week. Two home runs this week, hitting 400, like we mentioned, on base percentage of 524 with an OPS of 1390. And we've got a collection of pitchers of the week this week. If you didn't know, um, the highlight of the week, obviously, the no-hitter, the combined no-hitter in Victoria and a 7 nothing win. Um, quite impressive. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about these three guys that combined for it. Logan Teske, Bryce Bennett, and um, John Altman. 
right. all getting not necessarily the same amount of work in that game, but all in a unique situation to have to close things out to keep it. And I mean, they, it's a stat hunting situation, of course, at that moment with the seven nothing lead, but each of them were put in a pressure situation, found a way. And um, collectively, there are GATX pitchers of the week. Yeah, that, was, that was honestly the best uh, game this, this Bombers team has played all week, or all season, I mean. Um, it almost felt like a playoff game going into that. It felt like a must win. Uh, we were struggling on the road. Victoria's number two team, they're right behind us. It honestly had that must-win feel. And what we do is we, Teske, I believe, was perfect to the first 14. 14 uh, up, 14 down to yeah. start the ball game. And I mean, you can't draw it up any better. Uh, the run support came early for him, right. which um, allowed him to be a little bit more comfortable than I'd say um, pitchers have been able to get as of late. Um, but I mean, this is again still a team that averages just a, under seven runs a game offensively. So as a pitcher, you're going to get that support. Um, but we've got how many games left? Six games left in the regular season, and it's uh, it's coming down to the wire. So um, your best baseball has to show up soon. We're going to get Reese Easterling back uh, for the postseason, um, committing to SFA um, over the summer. So I think the Bombers are setting themselves up. Uh, for an opportunity to win this whole thing, but I mean shifts in the standings Acadiana jumping uh, to third place It'll be interesting yeah. to say the least. Yeah, and we know in the postseason um, Our starters are gonna put out great innings But I think it's really just gonna come down to our bullpen arms and what we saw from Bryce Bennett and John Altman And a couple other guys Cole Sitchley, our play of the week last week um, They're really stepping up and you know throwing strikes which we you know had a trouble with early in the year but yeah, uh, Cole Sicily came in out of the pen uh, to follow up our other position or pitchers of the week. He was able to notch five strikeouts in four innings, which is pretty solid on the week. Cause uh, we are we're pretty low on uh, arms going into this week, uh, as we've been for the last week or so. Uh, as we get in the dog days of summer, Bryce Bennett also putting in five and two thirds innings over the course of the last week, not giving up a single run. So it's good to see uh, that kind of reduction out of your bullpen arms this late in the year. Another guy, DeLeon, guy that we looked at close games, he knocked in a save, I believe. He did. Um, yeah. um, it's been a productive summer for these young arms, and you know it's a long summer, but uh, they're finding a way to play their best baseball when they need to, and, and I think that's what we're going to see in this home stretch. Again, the fourth and the fifth is our next home games. Uh, it's going to be a good game to come out to the ballpark. Star Wars 9 on the fourth. Um, I believe strikeout cancer night on the 5th, um, so that'll be another one that you can come out and, and support uh, Bombers Baseball for. The 8th and the 9th, it's going to wrap up the season. 8th and 9th is going to be, uh, let's see, we got a couple more events going on. Texas night and Aggie uh, night, Texas, Aggie night on the 8th and Texas night on the 9th, so, um, you know, you're an Aggie alum, you you love your Aggies, you go to AM. Uh, get out to the ballpark, it's going to be all maroon and white. There'll be so. uh, jersey auctions during the game live on in the concourse and a silent auction in the uh, concession slash merchandise area as well. That Aggie uh, maroon Those jerseys white jersey, sick. they yeah, are. All four um, of them. Right. A lot, of, a lot of cool colors coming in. Yeah, we got hot new colors in the ballpark. Well, our Star Wars jerseys a, a few years ago were the Darth Vader ones, and we got that uh, new uh, BB-8 BB yeah. robot or whatever from the new, new Star way. Wars. So uh, it'll be interesting. Um, but that atmosphere is going to be uh, alive and well as it always is and what makes that atmosphere um, pretty fun is uh, some of these guys uh, the tunes of the ballpark yeah tell us about that John so we love our power rankings here in the back wall and one of the things we love is our boys walk up songs so of course well, naturally we had to make a power rankings of the best walk up songs and ladies and gentlemen this is how we did it Ivan Luke 
Nick, myself, we all made a top 10. If you were number one, you got one point. If you were number 10, you got 10 points. If you were not listed in our top 10, you received 11 points. So we tallied up all the score. And like in golf, this is baseball, but we're going to compare it to golf. You want the lowest score possible. And here is our final rankings. We were really excited about this one. Yeah, too. this was tough. This was tough. We're a lot of disagreement across the board. Yeah. Some similar names popped some, up towards the top. Some heated arguments. Yeah, I mean, some blasphemous picks from John uh, yeah. in particular. Whoa, whoa, Possibly, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was the only one with Buckendorf on my list, and I think that he was a very underrated song and should have been on the majority of y'all's lists. Potentially, but I don't think anybody's going to disagree with our man Amato out of the Dominican Republic. I mean, this guy's got um, a fire walkout song, Flair. to say the least. Flair is the, is the word. If you have been out to a Bombers game, you know Amato's song. And you know it gets the crowd going. It gets the hips moving, the hands waving. It's a great walk-up song. It just gets you feeling spicy. And it gets you feeling baseball. I think that is the word, spicy, right there. Spicy, I love it. He was actually clear cut we averaged out how many what place the vote was he averaged a first place vote like he on average across all of our boards yeah. was number one no no lower than two on anybody's list so you know i mean everybody enjoys the song obviously go through, the, go, go through the rest next of up, great next guy up, great walk yeah great no guy doubt. great walk up next up fan favorite jordan yates Great guy, great song. Next up, Ridge Rogers. Again, just gonna get the fans. I'm telling going. you, man, he comes up and leads things off in the bottom of the first, and you just uh, I was a big get you going. That that one. Next up, Mr. Hollywood, Cole Coker, for a mix of his two walkups. Right, both of them great songs. He's at the four spot. Next up, Tyler Colley, a late season addition. But he's a top five walkout. He, he is. just gets you going. He really he's is. We know chains. We we have to we have to acknowledge there might need to be an asterisk on uh, on his. Since, Even though it's uh, a, it is a favorite, I've I've heard rumors that he did not pick it himself, and somebody in the back wall picked it. Wonder. I don't know. Wonder. I don't know. Scandal's going on, but Kali gets the. Vote. There might need to be an investigation, yeah. but still top five song nonetheless. <laughs> Next up. Not a guy that made my list, but didn't make all three of y'all's. John Altman. Yeah. Oh, the Led Zeppelin. wonderful. I mean, yeah. look, the guy usually gets his starts on the road. And, but when he does um, get his starts at home, or his outings at home, that is, it, it's underrated in my opinion. I, I think that's it's why it made song. most of our lists. I think I think when, you, when you're when you looking at your list and you're looking at certain songs, there's usually a certain feel of genre, whatever. When it came down, it was tight to pick those later picks for me, mid, mid to late picks in your rankings. And I look at John Altman versus Buckendorf. As you had your own list, I just I had, I had to lean towards Altman on mine. See, see Buckendorf just has like a place in my heart because it's funny. You know, you just... Big bottom girls or fat fat bottom girls. Fat bottom girls. Fat bottom girls. Make the right world go around. Um, next up, Cole Sichley, a guy that was my number two on my list, but not very well ranked in the rest that of y'all. See, we had some controversy well. with this me, one. Uh, <laughs> me and Herbes. Uh, <laughs> I was all in on Sichley's walk up. I got to tell you, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I I can't remember where I ranked it, but it was pretty high uh, on my ranking. So next up, Hunter Dobbins. Sam McElrath and Cannon Davis were the last three. Solid. I think solid, it's solid. Yeah. Solid songs, songs, great songs. Davis is a solid one to round out a top ten, to be honest. I had him a little higher, but 
it's understandable to see him drop a little bit in some other rankings. But he didn't make my list. Not, he's but not, great song. He's not that his song not for everyone. But yeah. right, I mean, some right. other notables: Dante Woodard, Kyle Bergeron with his walk-up change. I mean, there was some there was some there debating was, there was and there was snubs, some thought. You know, some it, this is all opinionated, of course. So right, there's there's no full, you know, way to rank these guys. I think one guy we can say wasn't snubbed was Zach Dalion. Oh yeah, so, the worst. Uh, yeah, the worst. I, 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 Zach, you got it. We'll help we, you. Man. We <laughs> love the guy. We love the guy. He hangs out with us in the malls, out of out of uh, the game, uh, away from the park. He's a great guy. But I mean, that walk up. Speaking of bombers. Let's go to this week's Ask a Bomber. Fans, I know all you at home enjoying your nice Febreze dispensers, enjoying the nice smells of your warm... Some champagne toast. Some, shame, some Bath and Body champagne Works. champagne toast from <laughs> Bath and Body Works. But we asked the boys, who's the worst smelling after a Bomber's win? Take a listen. Tyler, the question we're asking you guys tonight is, who smells the worst after a game? Uh, I would have to say Jacob Padilla. What? Is there anyone else in the running, or is it just flat out Jacob Padilla? Definitely Padilla. He sweats so much when he catches. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, Jacob Padilla. Being a catcher, hot days, you know, yeah. smells. It happens. Bad. Yeah. Who on the team smells the worst after a game? Cole Sitchley, no doubt. Is there any? So you say no doubt. Is there anyone else in the running, or is it just flat out there is no just dispute? Flat out Cole Sitchley. Don't sit next to him on the bus. The question is, who on the team smells the worst after a game on the bus? It's going to be a little bit of a surprise, but Coach Nelson, da-da-da, dude, you just, you just walk by, dude, he's got that little stench to him, man, you just, you just got it, you know? Definitely Nelly. I sit in the back of the bus and I can smell him from the front, so, sorry, Coach. Media team here for the Brazos Valley Bombers, who would you say smells the worst after a game? Um, this might be out of pocket, but Ivan Smith. Ivan Smith, another member of the media team. What does Ivan smell like to you? You ever had meatloaf and just forgot about it and left it in the fridge for like three days? And then you, I have not, but you, okay. And then you take it back out and you're like, oh, that's what it smells like. Ouch. All right, Tyler, we're asking everybody tonight, who smells the worst after a game? Definitely Joe Buck. Well, if you could describe Joe Buck's smell, and it's god awful, dude. It's like, it's like chopped onion. It's like it gets on my tongue. It's really, it's gross. It's absurd, Joe. Fix it. Smells the worst. Joe Buck. Why Joe Buck? Whoa. All right. I don't even need to answer that. I just whoa. Trust me. Um, I'd have to go with Joe Buck for sure. What is, if you could describe what Joe Buck smells like? What would you say? Well, he sweats a lot after pitching and everything, and so it's like moldy cheese, probably. I'd have to go with. Those socks are terrible. All right, that was pretty funny, huh, Nick? But I will get my revenge saying I'm the smelliest on the bus. No shot. We'll see. Uh, playoffs right around the corner. you got to get that revenge quick, Ivan, I'd say. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, we'll wrap it up with that uh, on another week of the Backwall Podcast, episode 10. We'll see you next week on the Backwall Podcast.